Welcome to Padmutun, Armenian History Podcast. Padiyagak Padmutun, Hayots Padmutiana Podcaster. Hi, welcome back to Padmutun. Welcome back, Pari Yegak, <laughs> to Padmutyon. I'm Peter Hajinian. I'm here with my friend, Father Tadios Barsegian. Yes, uh, and I'm here with my friend. Uh, we are um, getting back to recording <laughs> after some, uh, some time we, uh, we took uh, some time off. <laughs> but uh, we, hope, we hope that you enjoyed our last episode of, uh, was it Sassoon, David of Sassoon? Yeah, our epic episode epic about the episode. Armenian epic. Our longest episode that we have, <laughs> we have done. And we have, now, we have now more than 20 episodes that we recorded of Patmutyun. That's right, this is episode 21. We want to thank you all for listening. We've had more than 10,000 listens. Yes. Very exciting. Uh, we're glad you're enjoying it and having as much fun as we yes. are. And I'm going to be a, we're always happy to hear from you. Yes. Your feedback, your comments, and your suggestions as well. Today we are going to talk about, Peter, what are we talk, going to talk about? Today? We are talking about the First Republic of Armenia. Wasn't this one of the suggestions? Talk about... I believe it was one of the suggestions. Talk about First Republic of Armenia. So it's, it's also called the Thousand Day Republic, which gives you a sense of how long it lasted. Were there any repub- other republics that were, they lasted shorter than the first? I'm, I'm sure there's republics that have lasted shorter. <laughs> but it's, you know, it's interesting because this is the, the first republic we're talking about today. The second republic was Soviet Armenia, right? Mm-hmm. Which we're going to talk about in the next episode. And then right now is the third republic of yes. Armenia. But this Third Republic is based on the ideas, on uh, the system of First Republic, mm-hmm. right? The, uh, the flag that we have, yep. um, all the uh, uh, symbols that we have. Yeah. Uh, of third, so First Republic is the foundation kind of of the Third Republic. Yeah, yeah. It really set the set the mold. Yeah. Probably the the biggest difference is the territory. The first Republic of Armenia mm-hmm. wasn't. It didn't have Sionique. It didn't. You know. It was a little bit smaller and yeah. a little bit. No, because because the first Republic was born out of this difficult, extremely difficult time for Armenia for Armenians. Keep in mind, there was genocide that happened few years ago in, mm-hmm. uh, in Western Armenia. And First Republic was born in Eastern Armenia. Right. And, and the territory that was part of, uh, part of Russia. Mm-hmm. Right. So, uh, uh, so Armenians were killed in, uh, in Western Armenia. And uh, Russian Armenia, they had this huge number of refugees coming to, uh, to uh, Eastern Armenia. And they were not ready. And then all of a sudden, revolution happened. Right in Russia, yeah, that that created a lot of difficulties, and then the war, Turkey re-engaged in war against the uh, against the nations in in South Caucasus region, and one of them was Armenia, and main kind of the, the boring part was was Armenia. So, uh, and Armenia lost a lot of territory by the time it declared independence. Right, it declared independence on 
May 28th, 1918. That's today, okay. until today, that's the Republic Day, Independence Day. That's the Independence Day. In that's right. And they, there was just an anniversary, the 100th anniversary of the First Republic. First Republic. A couple yes. of years ago. Yeah. But leading up to that day, there was a lot, like you said, a lot happening, and there were some big battles. Mm hmm. And there's there's three major major battles, but the biggest one is the Sardarabad, the Battle yes. of the Sardarabad. Well, let's so World War One was happening uh -huh. uh, to set the the scene. Right, of what set the scene. Set, we'll, we like to do that before, <laughs> but I think it helps listeners, to yeah. people to understand what was happening at a time, what was the context, and everything. So World War One was happening, of course, terrible, and and Turkey lost a lot of territory. Uh, and then we started blaming others, and Armenian genocide happened in 1915. I mean, I mean, if you think about uh, the fire of uh, uh, Smyrna, fire mm -hmm. of, uh, of the city, where Armenian population was uh, huge, uh, it was in 1921. Right. So the massacre, the killings of Armenians lasted even, even beyond this republic. Right. Even beyond this republic. So the, the Armenia... Armenian nation, Armenian people was divided, Turkey and Russian, South Russian Empire, mm -hmm. right? So, um, uh, of course, uh, Western Armenia was under Turkey and all the t terrible things. And then this uh, uh, great number of uh, refugees came to Armenia. Right. Your, your great-grandparents... Yes. Right. We're we're part of those refugees that that came mm -hmm. from the far east, far mm -hmm. eastern Anatolia, mm -hmm. near near eastern Armenia. Mm -hmm. And there was there's there's stories of after the genocide, there was a, a a little bit of a lull, and so people thought that they could go back to their villages. Mm -hmm. So they returned to Hajin. They returned to these villages in western Armenia, and then about 1917 the Ottoman forces came back mm -hmm. and started killing again. So this the city of Hajin burned mm -hmm. in 1917, 1918, I think. So this the Ottoman troops kept moving further east yeah. and they kept fighting. And they were going they were working to keep killing, you know, the Armenians and taking more territory. Yes. Which is how these three battles happened. Right. Culminating with well let's talk about that, about the Turkish troops Coming in, they crossed over Ararat. They're coming into the Ararat Valley. Yes. And they started, they started fighting. And the Armenians stood up. They had to stop a defense. Otherwise, they'd make it all the way to Yerevan. At that time, there was this coalition of three nations in Caucasus, right? Armenians, Georgians, and uh, Tatars, whether were Azerbaijan. Or at that time, they didn't even have a name, yeah. Azerbaijan. Yeah. So they had a coalition. And the coalition was supposed to fight against Turkey as well. But uh, uh, in 1918 or so, they announced that there is disagreement among nations, yeah. and thus we cannot we cannot represent this organization cannot represent all three nations because all three nations they have disagreement, and then that coalition it was called under Caucasus uh, coalition or something or the Trans Caucasus Trans Caucasus. It, uh, it sounds like a I can't railroad company. It. Yes, it does. <laughs> the Trans Caucasus Railroads. It's like Canadian <laughs> Trans Canadian. <laughs> well, yeah, it's so that railroad started, <laughs> and that's where the railroad was invented. It really it sounded it sounds like a bunch of political parties like. Right now, there's you know they're they're counting the election in Armenia. 
And for Americans, the parliamentary system is very confusing. Go ahead. And coalition of parties doesn't make any sense. <laughs> but what it does sound like is a little bit of political parties banding together and forming a coalition to try yeah. and form a government. And then as soon as they sit down to business, they say, no, we can't do it. We can't, we do, can't it. do it. It's not going to work. <laughs> I can't sit across the table from so-and-so and so-and-so. Yeah. So, so, they, so they split up. And yeah. Turkey, seeing that, decided, well, we can, we can... They were looking to gain back territory that mm -hmm. they had lost to Russia. Yeah. And they said, well, the Russians are fighting the Bolsheviks, so they're busy. And now these guys are all squabbling amongst each other. We'll take it. It's the right time. Go get, yeah. It's the right time. When you, when you mentioned for Americans, parliamentary system is confused. I remember I was talking to somebody here and I mentioned that there are about 65 uh, political parties in Armenia. <laughs> and, he, and he was so confused about it. He said, but there is only two ideas, right? You have big government or small government. What, what are the 65 political parties all about? What are, what are they talking So there is here, it's, a, every, it's so simple, right? You, yeah. This idea or that idea or a few issues that they're yeah. fighting. <laughs> In America, we, we think of that as like, you go into the ice cream shop, It's like ice cream flavors. Do you want mint? Yes, I want mint. Do you want mint with chocolate chips? <laughs> totally different thing. <laughs> mint with sprinkles? Very different idea. That's yeah. in the next store down here. So that Transcaucasus Dale Railroad collapsed, and then, and then Turkey started uh, the war again. Yeah. So World War II almost finished. Yeah, World finished War I. already. World War I, I'm sorry. Yeah. Finished, and then Turkey started advancing. Towards, uh, towards Armenia. Yeah. And I think uh, 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 the Soviet revolution, the revolution in, in um, Russia mm -hmm. kind of uh, made things difficult too. Yeah. The 1917 revolution happened and Lenin mm -hmm. called all the troops back to Russia. Okay, and that was November, December 1917? It was October. October 1917. Yeah, October 1917. And he called all the troops back, promising peace, uh, bread, prosperity, or something like that. Sounds good. And he said, stop fighting these imperial wars. Um, they're not about Russia. They're not about you. You all are called to come back. So... The Russian troops, 200,000, in Kars and Ezrum, they left one day. Wow. An Armenian population, an Armenian, whatever was left, it was like 20,000 or so. Yeah. And tried to defend all that territory against uh, Ottoman Turkey, against mm -hmm. their troops, against their train, that they went to war. They, although they had some losses, but they're still organized army. Yeah. So our, Armenians lost a lot of right from the beginning. Wow. Yeah. Well, that, that will come up later when we talk about the Treaty of Sevres. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So Turkey was advancing mm -hmm. and, uh, and they got all the way to almost to Yerevan. Mm -hmm. Almost to Yerevan and they were going to capture Echmiadzin and, and other, other parts. So I remember the story that during that time, during those days when uh, when it, it was a battle, fight for existence. You, Armenia exists or it doesn't and it becomes part of Turkey. Western Armenia was already part of Turkey, mm -hmm. but this is the time whether there is Armenia or not. 
So the bells of the church, a holy as in all the bells, the Catholicos at the time uh, uh, invited all the church, all the said, ask all the priests and all all of them to ring the bells day and night. There's a sense of urgency. Yeah. Time is urgent, and and all many priests also join the battle. They took home, they took you know weapons to join the battle too. Uh, um, so. Uh, Time was really critical. Yeah, it was the big call to arms. Yeah. And everybody fought, right? Yeah. Priests, women, children. Yeah. Maybe not children, but oh, the farmers. Women and children, they were digging the... The, uh, the, the trenches. Trenches yeah. for soldiers because they were busy fighting and creating and, uh, and arms and weapons and getting ready. So the women and children, it said, they were, they were preparing, they were helping as well. So everybody was in this fight. Yeah. It was about it. Because if they come, they're going to kill everybody. Yeah. And it was a, and that's why now the monument to the Sardarabad mm-hmm. is like a pilgrimage. Mm-hmm. Because it is, it was the, the stopping point. Yeah. That's where the battle happened. That's where this important, significant battle happened. And that's where Armenian troops were able for the first time to push back. They won the battle in Sardarabad and then Aparan and then Harakilisa. Those three battles that happened in May, that's why May in Armenian identity, in Armenian idea today, is considered a month of Armenian victories. Mm-hmm. So May is an important month. So they were able to push back against with small Armenian army, with some uh, that. But it's interesting also to note that how, do, how come we have our, an army? Mm-hmm. Well, there was this volunteer movement back in 1917, even before that. Mm-hmm. That started. So all of that moved to today's army to protect, to protect Armenia Fidais and others. So there was a movement before that yeah. to help this, uh, this, uh, uh, this battle and this fight. Uh, what is interesting to note, and I think Turkey is particularly upset about that, that in the history of modern Turkey, 1918, the Battle of Sardarabad, is the... Uh, is the last war they fought, the last battle they fought, and they lost it. Really? Yes. And then the Ottoman Empire was no more. Well, Ottoman Empire in nineteen, yeah, in nineteen eleven, and then they came Ataturk, oh, modern, right. modern Turkey, yeah, and, in the twenties. So nineteen eighteen, Battle of Sardarab, the Battle of Sardarab, is uh, is the battle, the, their last battle, and they lost that battle. Wow. So that that's why for them, it is also there is. Yeah, was Ataturk, was he in charge, of, was he the general of that battle, or was no, he elsewhere? I don't, I, don't I don't remember seeing his name connected with it. No. And same thing with Antronik. Yeah. He was not a part of the Battle of Sardarabad, right? He was already back, he had retired at that point. Yeah, I think he gave, he gave his sword mm-hmm. and his weapon to Catholicos, kind of saying, I'm putting my weapon down and I'm leaving. Yeah. And I think he left at that time. Yeah, he was old, old by then. Yeah. Because he had come through in 1915 trying to rouse an army, mm-hmm. organize an army to fight the Turks at that time. And it yeah. wasn't, things were still just in, yeah. in chaos. Yeah. And that, that's, you know, that's amazing to think that it had been so many years of war and chaos and then they tried to create the first, tra- you know, the yeah. Transcaucus 
falls apart, and yet they still are organized enough to fight, to, against, to fight against the Turks. Turkey, yeah. And, and the May 26, I believe, uh, Georgia declares independence. Mm-hmm. May 27, Azerbaijan declares independence, and, uh, and, and, and it, it is given a name temporarily, yeah. Azerbaijan, because they were, it was Atar Patakan or different um, yeah. names. So Azerbaijan was given this condition. Let's yeah. right. And then on May 28, Armenia declares independence. Right. But but the government of Armenia, the central body that declared independence, it was called Armenian Council mm-hmm. or Central Council or something like that. It was not even in Armenia. They were in Tbilisi. Uh, <laughs> and they this, this was a... So the Tashnak, Tashnak Uchun, they were they involved? Were they a political there, there party? There were different political political yeah. parties. What's what is important to note that although these people they did not have experience, diplomatic experience, but they had political and leadership experience. Yeah. So they were able to maneuver a little bit. They were able to work, and they were able to in within thousand days. A thousand days. The republic was recognized. Uh, even Turkey recognized the republic. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so they came to Armenia. They made an important decision to come to Yerevan from Tbilisi. Yeah. Right. And they were they were fighting this war against Turkey. And finally, they uh, they, they they negotiate and they they come to an agreement. And that, that's another uh, another legacy of the Thousand Day Republic is Yerevan as a capital because mm-hmm. Yerevan was not. Mm-hmm. A capital city before that. Yeah, it was kind of. It's. I have seen pictures of Yerevan in nineteen seventeen, nineteen eighteen, and it's it's a small village. Yeah, it's yeah. very, uh, you know. There's like two churches. It's not. It was not a center of power. No. But they created it and and made it. And it made became it. yeah. And later during Soviet Union. Right. But what I think it was probably consequence because they had no other major. And Eshmeltsin was a spiritual center. Right. They couldn't. Uh, and Yerevan was uh, remaining kind of. And Yerevan, uh, you know, from times of Erebuni, there mm-hmm. was one of the first capitals, probably. But Yerevan was never. Before that, we have to be honest also to say it was not a cultural center, it was not a political center for Armenia. It was just a village kind of territory that at some point Iranian. Authority was there at some point, Khan or others. So yeah. he was, uh, he was not important city. So first republic gave Yerevan importance. Right, and now we have shopping there. That's <laughs> a great shopping. <laughs> The flag. We def- yeah. The flag of Armenia. And that's from the First Republic. Yes, but the colors. The, now, what is the what are the colors of the flag mean? I've heard a lot of different... Yeah. Our history teacher, yeah. I remember, uh, when he came to flag, he said, he said, <laughs> they were actually the flag, the favorite colors of the prime minister, Hovhannes Kajasnumi, the first prime minister. <laughs> <laughs> they were favorite colors of him. Red, blue, and kind of orange is something. But it's, it's funny, he said, when they were putting the flag together, when they were sewing it together, they couldn't find a cloth with that, a cloth with that 
with that color, so they brought that from Austria, <laughs> something, something like like that. Um, so a, a lot of things were done in a rush, probably at a time. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. of course, red is the struggle and difficulties and genocide and blood and everything that was. Uh, uh, red, blue, mm-hmm. and blue is the is the uh, desire to have peaceful sky to have. To exist peacefully, uh, and then uh, and the apricot color, yeah. and you know, you know, me we call it apricot sidanaqui, yeah, apricot color that symbolizes the hardworking nature of Armenian people, to creativity and hardworking nature of Armenian of Armenian people. Very neat. I, I learned it as blue was the waters of Lake Sevan, mm-hmm. red was the energy of the sun. Mm-hmm. And Tsirana Queen, or the orange, was well. They called it, they called it golden because they said that is for the grain, is for the, the sometimes yeah, the sometimes. So there are different, lots of different interpretations, and probably the uh, the idea that these were just the favorite colors of Boban is <laughs> that's, probably that's, that's true yeah. because they, there are so many explanations. <laughs> well, they, I mean, they had so much to do. They had to invent, you know, a whole government, create a whole government mm-hmm. and country, you know. Yeah. Uh, luckily, they had a language, they had an alphabet, they had a lot of learning, so they yeah. were a lot of smart people. And when and being in Tbilisi, Tbilisi was the center of a lot of Armenian culture mm-hmm. at that time. Mm-hmm. A lot of great writers. You know, yeah. it was Tbilisi and Istanbul. Yeah. And Istanbul was out now. Yeah. So Tbilisi's were, So when did they move down to Yerevan? I think in 1918 they moved down to Yerevan. They made an important decision to move down yeah. to Yerevan. I think it's important also to know these people. They were educated people. Yes. And most of them, they were educated in Europe. Yeah. In France, in Germany, in other places. One of them was particularly really... Uh, really important uh, had a significant role in the First Republic Aram Manukyan he was one of the ministers I think Minister of Foreign Affairs he was the first one to read the Declaration of Independence Mm. and in 1991 the Declaration of Independence of Third Republic was read by somebody else with the same name Aram Manukyan Aram Manukyan Uh, so Aram Manukyan he had a really important role of keeping the Republic together, working really hard, negotiating with Turkey, negotiating, you know, uh, it was just, you know, we, we Armenians, we uh, sometimes we are naive, we think that, oh, Turkey is different now, different Turkey, Every, all of a sudden, Turkey is different, <laughs> Turkey yeah. is always the same, Let's, we, can, we can be friends, we, <laughs> you, you, there was never a time you're friends, <laughs> so... But Aram Manukyan was able to navigate, Aram Manukyan was able to uh, keep the Republic together as long as, as it is existed. And we think about that, he got Turkey to recognize mm-hmm. an independent Armenia, mm-hmm. you know, three years after they tried to exterminate all Armenians yeah. in their borders. Yeah, but that recognition came with a heavy loss. Mm-hmm. We lost cars, we lost room, we lost a lot of territory. Turkey was asking, actually, a similar thing is happening today. When we think about what's happening in mm-hmm. Armenia today, Turkey asked that Turkey is doing, going to control all the railroad in Armenian territory. Mm-hmm. Turkey is going to be, Armenia is going to have only one uh, the, the division mm-hmm. of uh, armed forces. 
limited number of armed forces. That was their conditions. Yeah. And then Turkey is going to be given a corridor, and Turkey is going to be allowed to move armed forces from Turkey to Azerbaijan. Through Sayanik, through the south? Through, through south, yeah. yeah. Basically, that's what they want now. Mm. Nothing has changed. And they are asking now, you know, to have, uh, to control uh, the transportation in the region, open transportation, basically controlled by Turkey. They mm -hmm. want to have corridor now between Azerbaijan. And our, it, it, it is the same story. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, well, history Air conditions repeats. didn't change. Yes. Well, we, let's talk about, let's take a moment to talk about what could have been. Because in 1920, there was the Treaty of Sever, mm -hmm. which was... Signed but not adopted. It was lost to history. But Woodrow Wilson, president of the United States, was pushing what is called Wilsonian Armenia. Mm -hmm. And what it meant was the Armenian Republic as it was the first republic. Yes. Which is sort of like, think of the modern republic, third republic, but just like the northern two-thirds. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't have Sayunik in it. But this, it would give them all the way to the west. Armenia would be that plus west to Lake Van, mm -hmm. plus north to Erzurum Cars, and then all the way out to Trebzon. Yes, so and Trebizon, we'll have Mount Ararat too. Mount Ararat would be in it too. So yeah. that was, the idea was, we're gonna, in 1920, we're gonna divide up the Ottoman Empire, mm -hmm. and this part will go to Armenia. And then this part down to the south will go to, you know, uh, the British. And then over here, this is gonna go to the French, and, da -da -da, and they, they carved all this up. Well. The U.S. actually didn't sign that treaty. It was French, British, mm -hmm. it was a European and, and yeah. Middle East treaty. Allies or... Yeah, the Allies. And it never never came to pass. Yeah. But I know, you know, as Armenians, we like to play what if. Well, what if we would have those territories back, Western those, those provinces of Western Armenia back? Yeah. You know, the country would be a lot different. It but would be. The Thousand Day Republic, when it ended, it, you know, it ended in the world never stopped being chaos. Yeah. So even if we would have had that territory, I mean, the story ends where the Soviets invade, essentially, mm -hmm. and we become part of the, absorbed into the Soviet Empire. So, yeah. so Lenin says, all your troops come back, you're fighting an imperialist battle. Yeah. And then two, well, a thousand days later, he's basically back mm -hmm. to take all that territory back. Yeah. We, so we don't know how much better off Armenia would be if we had that territory yeah. or not. But it's an interesting thing that comes up a lot, yeah, especially we, lately. Yeah, he, Woodrow Wilson, he drew the map himself. I, 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 you know, did that this is Armenia, uh, but that map was never really, uh, didn't leave, it didn't become, become reality. And I think even if we had that territory, Armenia did not have the power. Armenia did not have the people. Did not have the. Uh, uh, we we couldn't we couldn't hold that territory. We couldn't do anything. About it. Right, because they those populations were. Yeah. I mean, Van, Kars, Erzurum, they were all affected. They were yeah. all emptied out by the genocide. Yeah. yeah. So the survivors that were able to go back, it wasn't. Yeah. Like you said, you know, twenty thousand. 200,000 troops, Russian troops, were recalled. There's only 20,000 yeah. Armenians or so. And Russia was always probably guarantor for Armenia, a debt for Armenian people and territory. At, the, I, I will, at that time and before that probably, um, 
I was reading uh, and listening to Richard Hovhannisian. Mm -hmm. He's probably uh, the best scholar uh, who wrote about the First Republic of Armenia. He dedicated most of his life studying the First Republic of Armenia. That's right. Uh, He has four volumes on First Republic of Armenia. Yeah. And he himself said that the Republic did not have a chance to survive. Did not have a chance to survive. Whatever Armenians did, he said, would have done whatever Armenians tried, he did not have a chance to survive. But he says one thing that Armenian diplomats and political leaders, although they tried hard, but they could not convince European uh, powers that you, you need Armenia. Mm-hmm. You need to protect Armenia. Churchill was against it. Churchill didn't want to hear. They sent him thousands of letters. He didn't want to hear about it. But uh, European letters, the, the Armenians could not convince them that you actually need this power here, Armenia, against Turkey and against Bolshevik Russia. Mm-hmm. You, need, you need us here. If you protect, we'll be your... They didn't understand, and Armenians, they couldn't convince them. Mm. So, uh, and then he was, he he died. Right, right. (laughs) The First Republic. But the conditions were, unfortunately. But, yeah, but even even with how long they lasted, I mean, a thousand days is a little over three years. Mm -hmm. And what they did, it's amazing. We're still... You know, something that I think a lot of countries or ideas, let's call them an idea that yeah. only lasts for three years. You know, I know people that have hobbies they did for three years and now they'll never talk They're about them never. again. Here we are over 100 years later still yeah. talking about what the First yeah. Republic ended up doing. He, uh, he Richard Tovanis, and he calls this republic a miracle. He said it was a miracle. And I do believe it was a miracle now when we come to think about what it means to us. If there was no First Republic, they wouldn't be the Republic of Armenia. If there was no First Republic going into Soviet Union as a republic mm-hmm. and not as a territory, then when Soviet Union collapsed, then the Republic wouldn't declare itself wouldn't declare itself a republic. They wouldn't be independent Armenia again. So First Republic, although it lasted thousand days, but it was really important. It yeah. was after a thousand how many years since. 1045, when uh, when the last Armenian kingdom. Uh, yeah, in in the uh, the Bagratids when they when they yes. fell, and then the Cilicians fell in 1375. Yeah. So thousand years later, in Armenian territory, and 700 years later, as Armenian uh, kind of statehood yeah. is born again, that's a miracle. That is a miracle. That's so interesting. I hadn't thought about that. Is the because it was its own republic, it was invaded December 2nd, is when it ended. That's when the Soviet mm-hmm. came in and invaded and took it over. But because it was its own republic, it became its own Soviet Socialist Republic. It became exactly. And it, other, if it wasn't that, then it would have been territory of Georgia or Azerbaijan or Transcaucus, <laughs> the Transcaucasian Railroad yeah. Company. It would be just Russian territory or territory that was captured by Russians. Ah, that's so interesting. So that's why there was Soviet Armenia. And then Soviet Armenia became independent Armenia. And then it adopted all the symbols, adopted the ideas and the political system of the First Republic. What, what did, so when you, you know, the Soviet schools were talking about 
the First Republic, would they talk about it as something that was conquered or would they talk about it as another republic joining the Soviet Union? It was Union? another republic joining Soviet, Soviet uh, because Soviet ideas, they were so good. Right. right. <laughs> Soviet Union was so good. Everybody wanted to join. <laughs> there were thousands of applications on there. <laughs> hey, hey, I have all of these applications to go through. Just wait in line. Get in line. We, can't, we, can't, we cannot accept everybody. <laughs> comrades, comrades, slow down. Slow down. Slow down. <laughs> and of course, you know, it was not easy, Soviet, Soviet Army. And we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that next. Well, let's talk about... So you said a little bit about why this, why this is... Yeah, to me it's really important, First Republic, because uh, it is the foundation of the Third Republic. It, mm -hmm. it is because of the First Republic that we have independent Armenia today. And, 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 and also another thing I think for us is to learn our lessons from the First Republic, from our failures, because the conditions did not change. The, uh, what they want did not change, what the neighbors and the nations around that they are have tensions against Armenia uh, that they are uh, their conditions did not change what they want did not change so I think learning our lessons from Armenia from uh, First Republic from the failure uh, will be important for the Third Republic too yeah what I don't, about you? I don't know what to add to that I think I agree I think it's to me it's important as uh the return of Armenia to independence, mm -hmm. an independent Armenian nation, and also that it became the blueprint for the the Second Republic and then the Third Republic, yeah. and the coat of arms and the flag. I mean, these we talk. You know, when you look up Armenia in the diction in the not in the dictionary on the Wikipedia, because nobody goes to an encyclopedia anymore. But when you look up the Armenia, the country, you see a flag, you see a you know a uh, Coat National arm, anthem, yeah. coat of arms. You see these symbols of a country. Yeah. And we all have them in the United States. We have them all around the world has them. And these symbols were created by the First Republic. By the First Republic. They modernized yeah. Armenia. And after all of these centuries, uh, many, many centuries, uh, although Armenians, they were struggling and struggling, suffering and being killed and massacred and genocide, and yet we existed. We we are still there, and yet we were able to create a republic, and and we didn't die. So, yeah. So uh, it's sort of story of survival, story story of a, it's a story of miracle for this republic. I think, yeah. Well, I think this this uh, wraps up our uh, episode on the first republic. Stay tuned. Coming up next month, the next episode is. Life in Soviet Armenia. Very appropriate. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Please like and subscribe.